Matthew 7, verses 24 to 29, the wise and the foolish builders. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. Thank you, Colin. Who is? No, it's not me, actually. No, it's not me. So, uh, thank you, Colin. Who is it? Oh, it's Watto. There we go. So, um... The wise man built his house upon the rock. Now, you might think, well, that's, that's, that's a nice, easy thing to get your head around. Um, but I like to try and get these to stick a little bit. So I've got a bit of a quiz. Now, Katie, she got here today said, I like quizzes. You might not like this one. The question I've got of you, and this is very much about the theme of today, is what have these following five buildings got in common? The first one, the Parthenon, which is in... The second one is a very, very difficult to pronounce monastery in a very difficult to pronounce place. High up in the, I think it's in the Andes. The third place is, we have Scottish visitors, um, <laughs> Edinburgh Castle. The fourth place is the former World Trade Centres. And the final place, a place of great distinguished, is the Forster Square Railway Station in Bradford. Now the clue is quite simply that all these buildings are built on rock. The building you're in today is not in that list. The building you're in today has got foundations because it's built on clay and things like that. These five buildings here are all built directly off the rock. I know Forster Square at Bradford because that's one of mine. And I was there on the day they started when they drilled into the rock and built straight off the rock. I've never done it in my career before, but it's quite amazing to think these buildings don't have foundations. So if you are truly built on the rock, this is what the song is about. If you are immovable, if you are built on the rock, because it's going nowhere. We all know the Leaning Tower of Pisa. That's trying to go somewhere. Uh, and in the times when they were building a lot of the churches in the UK, a lot of them fell over because they got their foundations wrong. But the message from here is really, really clear. 
if we as a church build, we build our life on the rock. And in that reading, it says we were all baptized by one spirit into one body. And it is salvation that binds us together. It is salvation that gives us the opportunity to go and stand and build our lives and this church on the rock. Hello, my lovely. And there's a a little bit in there also. It says, if they were all one part, where would the body be? So, we're not all in one bit. We're all different parts, all joined together into one body on the rock. So this church, its foundation is Jesus, the truth. It's the rock. It's the immovable rock. A very simple message, hopefully put across quite simply. Um, Short and sweet, build off the rock, which neatly leads us, oh, oh, I think we know who that is. Which one is it? I think it is Alice, yes. So, uh, we built it off the rock, and our second reading is going to unravel that a little bit more. So, uh, I think Mrs. Evans is doing this one. So, I call her Mrs. Evans because she's my wife, for those that don't know me. That's why I normally salute. reading from 1 Corinthians 12 verses 12 to 31 and it's entitled one body with many members for just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body though many are one body so it is with Christ for in one spirit we were all baptized into one body Jews or Greeks slaves or free and all were made to drink of one spirit For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honourable, we bestow the greater honour. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honour to the part that lacked it, 
that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honoured, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ, and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating, and various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the higher gifts, and I will show you a still more excellent way. A word that appears a lot in there is the word belong. Um, Before, let's go straight into belong. Why do we come? What is it about Sunday morning that gets us here? Is it a sense of duty? Is it a sense of we have to be there? We must be there. In one of our house groups recently, I realized it might be something as well. We belong here. We belong together. There's a tie. We are the body of Christ. You belong together. We can't not come because this is where we belong. We're with people we belong with. And it's more than just friendship. It's more than just a thought of the head. We are with the people that we belong with. We are close to. Very, very deep relationships we can have with each other. What it's not is the toddler's rule. Now, what we've got on here now is the toddler's rules. Now, for those with children, or those who are children, might recognize some of this. Rule number one, if he switches his clicker on, is if it's mine, it's mine. That's rule number one of belonging. Rule number two, if it's yours, it's mine. I am Rachel's. Number three, if I like it, it's mine. Number four, if I can take it from you, it's mine. Number, yes, it is yours, yes. Number five, ready? You're going to join in with this one. If I'm playing with it, all the pieces are mine. If I think it's mine, it's mine. If I saw it first, it's mine. If I had it, then put it down, it's still mine. If you had it and put it down, it's now mine. If it looks like the one I have at home, it's mine. And finally, if it's broken, it's yours. (laughs) I couldn't resist that when I saw that one. Absolutely wonderful. Um, So that's how the elders work. Now, but the the reason for that was to, re- was to remember that, go back to this idea of belong. We experience an awful lot of this <laughs> in our lives, but that's not what belonging is actually about. Belonging is, is quite a lot more than that. So I'm actually going to pick, although there's a picture here, 
was it missing to any of these today? I do know that one of the ladies who sent me a picture isn't here, so. Um, in keeping with the Cameron theme, three wee things to pick on. Um, is that the Kings? Is that the Kings? And you're the one in the middle, at the, you're the little one in the middle, are you, Janet? Oh, how cute. So there's, there's three, three little things, just, to, just little stickers. This in there, it says, but as it is, God arranged the members in one body, each one of them as, as, as he chose. So God chose us to be what we're doing here in the body of the church. And then one thing that I love, talks, and then it goes on, to, on the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be the weaker are indispensable. So the more mundane tasks that are happening in the church are often indispensable. So I needed a visual, a visual aid. Now, many people come here with big inflatable cameras and everything. What I've got, I've got two of them here, but you have to look carefully. This is my visual aid. Now, for Derek, it is about 25 millimeters long. It's a cylinder, five millimeters round. And it is, it's a fuse. Now, I said to Mike, what's the theme? And he said, three amp, five amp. So the reason why I've picked this as a fuse is because of that last bit there. Because this thing I'm speaking through and all the sound here, at the end of the day, if that's missing in that plug over there, I love you, Tim. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> Something as little as this. It's an example of in everyday our lives, the projector. We look around. Just think, without this, there'd be no music. Oh, mixed on that one. But we rely on this simple little thing every day in our lives. And yet, in the church, there are quite a lot of fuse-like things that we get called to do. But they are absolutely critical. And therefore, we should celebrate everything in the church, especially the little things. And I love that. The idea if you do something that's just little, nobody needs to see it. But without that, that is indispensable. Visual aid, there we go. I'm going for the smallest visual aid of the year award. Um, that's not a challenge, by the way. So the, the second point, the second wee bit is this one, that there may be no division in the body. I'll sit down, shall I? Ah, let's get comfortable. No division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, then all members suffer together. John, John 15 is a very famous command. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Now, I'm going to tell us a very brief story. I'm going to miss the name out here. Because there was once a house group. Uh, and in that house group, one of the members had had a bit of a scare. Because the previous night or some nights before, there had been an incident in the household where one of the two people in the house had fell and injured themselves. And the other person felt very scared and very vulnerable and didn't know where to go. Their children were quite a long way away. And they thought, what am I going to do in this situation? Now, that person was a member of a house group. 
So that person brought it to the house group and shared it with the house group. And the house group wanted to be that phone call. They wanted the tie of Christians together, baptized by the one spirit, is to support the person. If there's a need, if somebody's suffering, we're here to help. Now that story is not made up. I know, I heard it. So it's very, very real. And, and therefore, be encouraged to share. But also be encouraged to support one another. Because you are belonging to each other. This is where you belong. We are with people we belong. So love always goes one step further and never, ever counts the cost. And the final we think. But earnestly desire the highest gifts. And I will show you still a more excellent way. It encourages us to do more. It's really tempting now. I'll bend note here. Philippians says, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's not what we're talking about. The reading says we're not all prophets, we're not all preachers, we're not all teachers. But we are encouraged to go on and do greater things. But we're not going to have that song um, because that's not what it's about here. The thing that sticks with this for me is, oh no, not me. And my favorite character in the Bible, Jonah. Absolutely my favorite character in the Bible. God says to Jonah, stand up and go to Nineveh. He said, okay, I went that way. And we all know about the whale and all that. But the key for me is that Jonah stood there and said, I don't think so. But God convinced him and brought him back to Nineveh and great things happened. But in here, we all as people are encouraged to say, yeah, perhaps, let's have a go. We're with people we belong with. And we're encouraged through this scripture here to take on higher opportunities. And that will we'll reap our own personal rewards. And then to end this little bit here, the three wee points, is to go back to God's word, to Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So that's our job. We belong here, we belong together. And together we can seek his righteousness Seek him first. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your spirit. We thank you for each other and for this great sense of belonging that we have through your spirit. We pray as we move forward as a church that you will continue to bless us in all the tasks that we do and all the things that we do in your name. Amen. I'm so glad none of my photographs are up there. I did recognise you, but I, was, I wasn't going to shout it out in case it wasn't. <laughs> I've written it all down, this, so I don't get it wrong, hopefully. When they asked me to do this, I was exceptionally honoured. I, I remember going to their wedding and praying with them. And at the time, I was, I was letting God lead the prayers, which I tend to do almost all the time, to be fair. And I prayed that they would have lots of children. And I remember, as I said it, Rachel giggled 
And here we are. And you have a wonderful family. And you are such a blessing. And God has his hand on all of you. Today, we're here to give thanks for Zachariah, Alexi, Cameron. And I am so glad you wrote that down. With his family and their friends. And to promise to support his parents and godparents in their responsibilities with prayer and with love. God became one of us in Jesus and understands all that surrounds the arrival and the upbringing of children. It is God's purpose that children should know love within the stability of their home, grow in faith and come at last to the eternal city where his love reigns supreme. Scripture tells us that each child is known by God before they are born and gives us a better view of how God views the wonderful gift of children and the role and responsibilities of parents. Psalm 127 verses 3 to 5 says, Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Like arrows in the, wa- in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. Proverbs 22 verse 6. Start children off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. Psalm 139 verses 13 to 16. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body all the days ordained for me, were written in your book before one of them came to thee. Let's just pray together. Father, we thank you. We thank you for today. We thank you, Lord, that we're here today. This is a special day. This is a day where we thank you for the birth of one of your children, where we ask you to bless him and to bless his family, and to bless his friends. We pray, Lord, that you are just going to take control of this time and that your spirit will roam freely. Bless Zachariah as we move through the official bit of this ceremony. Just be with us in Jesus' name. Amen. And there is an official bit. And there's a bit where I have to invite the parents and godparents to stand, which I'm going to do right now. So if the parents and godparents can come out here. Um, And there are some promises to make. And then there'll be some promises for you as a church. And at that point, I'll ask you to stand. But for the moment, parents and godparents.
If I speak up and stand out here, can everybody hear me? Okay. Right, because I'm on my top like right. So as part of our commitment to God and to Zachariah, each of us will now make a promise before God, speaking out our commitment to support him and encourage him, both Zachariah and his family. Can I ask the parents? Do you thank God for the gift of Zachariah and promise to surround him with love and with goodness? Do you promise with God's help to show him the love of God and by prayer and example to teach him the faith of the gospel and bring him up in the life and worship of the church? And now the godparents, Matt, Lara, Harry, Brian, Andy, and Gary. Is that right? These promises are for you. Do you promise with God's help to pray? And care for Zachariah. Do you promise to help, support, and encourage him and his family as you are able? Now, as you all stand, please. The promises that are asked of you will appear on the screen. If you can say, We do, if you're able, at the end. Do you, as part of God's family, give thanks for Zachariah? We do. Do you promise to try and provide a place for Zachariah where the gospel of Jesus Christ is taught and lived out? Amen. Let us pray together. God our Creator, we thank you for the wonder of new life and for the mystery of human love. We thank you for all whose support and skill surround and sustain the beginning of life. We thank you that we are known to you by name, and loved by you from all eternity, we thank you for Jesus Christ, who has opened to us the way of love. We praise you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I wrote that down. Let's see if Zachariah will come to me. I thought, flipping out. I've got six kids and I never got involved in them until they were two. Is there any chance I'm going to be able to grab all of you without you screaming your head off? Do you think? Do you think that's something? Do the toilet, do you? That might be better off in your hand. Yes! I am so glad about that. <laughs> Can I do this up here? Does everybody see? Can everybody see you? Right. As Jesus took children in his arms and blessed them, so now we ask God's blessing on Zachariah, Alexei, Cameron. Heavenly Father, we praise you for his birth. Surround him with your blessing, that he may know your love, be protected from evil, and know your goodness all his days. Amen. Let's just pray together again. Father God, I just thank you for this child. I just pray, Lord, that you'll live with him and be with him all the days of his life and that he will stand tall for you in everything he does. Let your spirit run freely through him, Lord, and let him be a light, a light to everyone who knows him. In Jesus' name. Amen. I believe we might have a certificate somewhere on something.
Thank you for that. Can everybody sit down, please?